are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. Go, go, go. We are your news now. <laughs> right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. <laughs> Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Right On Radio. This is Jesse, and I'm joined this morning with my co-host, Jeff. But before we get this morning started, Jeff, I think why don't we begin in prayer? Absolutely. Would you give us the honor of your prayer, please? Certainly. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. I thank you that this is just a beautiful day that you have made. And we just lift up, Lord, all of our pain, all of our suffering, all of the trials, the worries, the fears that we may be struggling with this morning. And we just lay them at your feet and we come to worship you today. We come to hear your word, and I ask that as we read your word, Lord, that you would speak to each of our hearts, that you would give us that assurance through this time that we need, that we would know without a doubt that you are our God and that you are with us. We thank you and we praise your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And as you can tell, Jesse, today we're going to go nuclear. We are. <laughs> Love that new background, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was so good. I had to do it. I, <laughs> oh, I just noticed if I move this way. Oh, now I have a halo. Oh, you have a halo. <laughs> it looks like a tri-halo. <laughs> Jeff has this special anointing coming down. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we have a special anointing this morning. And Jesse, I just, and, and actually, I want to get you guys in the chat involved before we get going on the Bible study of uh, chapter 18 of the book of Revelation today. Uh, last night, we debuted for the first time our Saturday night sing and pour prayer celebration. And if you were there, I want you to put in the comments what you thought about it because I'll tell you, it was anointed, it was on fire. It was powerful, and it made an impact in this world. Absolutely. It was so empowering in the presence of God. was so real. Um, you know, I just left feeling on fire and so passionate. It was hard to, you know, go to bed after that because I was just like, wah, I'm ready to war, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty pumped up, and I just want to give us a very special thank you to Watching Wall and to Shiloh. Uh, yes. God picked you. Jeff didn't pick you. Uh, Jeff just uttered the words, but I felt it strongly on my heart for the two of you to lead it. And what I love is, you know, they're uh, in Singapore, and uh, obviously, you know, it sounds like Sing and Poor is a playoff of that, and, and it is to some extent, but... I did not know, Jesse, the beautiful singing voices that those two ladies have when they were worshiping and, uh, you know, it was sing and pour out the spirit of God. And man, I was touched. And I know that I know some of those prayers were answered right on the spot last night. Absolutely. And I want to say just a special thank you to 
sometimes it's hard in groups like that or you know in a public setting um to just let the spirit of god flow through you and i appreciated you know there were several other people that shared verses or you know even i think pastor joe had sung um yeah and those times just you know it really adds to that and it just really draws um me closer to the lord you know, I just really could feel him moving through all of that. So, you know, thank you to all those who were obedient to maybe even step out of their comfort zones to just allow the spirit of God to move. And you know what? So we, I think at one point we had about 76 people on, but I think the number was floating around 70. That's a very powerful and big prayer group. And, you know, maybe yeah. 20, 25 people uh, participated. You don't have to participate uh, but I want to encourage you, first of all, um, it's not about numbers to us, but it's about numbers to God, and it's about numbers in the heavenlies. And if we really want to make an impact, look, we do all these shows, we give out intel, we do the Bible studies and stuff like that. And apart from the, the Sunday show, quite honestly, uh, I think that, you know, the, our Saturday night sermon, uh, which was put up, and this new prayer, uh, singing poor prayer celebration, are the most important things we do. They're more important than the intel that we get out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, the intel will only get us so far, but it's really, you know, the spirit of God that's the most important thing. You know, rather than seeking others for knowledge or for understanding what's happening, we need to always remember that the Lord is the one we're to seek first. And, you know, he will show us all things. He will help us navigate through these current times. And by the way, he's taken down my Intel research time by about 60 to 70% because now he just shows me where to look. I go to him first and God shows me where to go. Yeah. Um, and in fact, this morning, and I just posted it right before coming on air on the right on radio main channel on telegram, uh, this morning I was doing my study and then, you know, I kind of look for Kim Clement <laughs> a lot of the time. And I found this uh, Kim Clement prophecy. He was in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, it was 2009. And I'll tell you, this prophecy was spot on for today. The audio was a little bit rough in it, uh, but I really encourage you go listen to the words, listen closely to what he's saying. And, you know, part of it is about, you know, coming out of the economic, uh, uh, collapse that had happened in 2008. And there's a part where he mentions maybe 2014, but I'll tell you, uh, it describes today. And for you, my friends in Australia, there's a really a special message in there for you as well, right off the front. Wow. Uh, listen, so, but just before we get started as, as well, um, I want to thank Joe for that great sermon last night, man. You're, you're fitting in here. Uh, you, you fit better than the glove on OJ. <laughs> well, I don't think there's a comparison there, Jeff. <laughs> well, so it actually fits. That's what I'm saying. It fits. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> but, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, the Bible study on John 1010 that Eric did. Uh, last night. And it was just fantastic. To be honest, I have not gotten all the way through it because I had to study for today and I had to get ready for the prayer meeting. There was a bunch of stuff going on. We had electricians in that at our house yesterday. 
but I'm going to watch it today. I promise I'm going to get through the whole thing. I caught excerpts of it. Um, but I want to put this as an encouragement. One thing that's on Jesse's and my heart is to lift you guys up in the audience. And, you know, it's not about being a face or whatever, getting on. But if you have a gift, if you have something you want to share, uh, we're approachable, you know, and, and look, you know, mind you, I approached Joe, but Eric approached me. Uh, and same with the other Eric, uh, Red Yoda, when he came on and did his reading. And, you know, some some of you might just want to do a report, like you found something really interesting in the news, and you want to do a two or three minute video like a, like a reporter would. You know, we would love to get some of those on the air. Uh, you know, don't be shy. Get in the fight. And we... Look, we're a community. Uh, Jesse and I kind of get our faces on here. So, uh, but believe me, it's not glorious. <laughs> you know, being a podcaster is not a glory job, right? It's really not. <laughs> a lot of hard work goes into it. <laughs> it's a lot of hard work. And, and quite honestly, my professional title before being a podcaster was a little bit more impressive, <laughs> you know? Right. But we will claim our warrior status in the heavenly realms, Jeff. And, you know, the warrior is not a glamorous job, but we're called, we're anointed, we're sent out to do the Lord's work. And faithfully and thankfully, we continue to do so. That's right. And it's only by his permission. And uh, and I'll be bold and, and say something that I've never said on air before. Uh, but it's time we start walking in what we're called to do. And, you know, obviously Jesse has been called to this and, you know, that's obvious, but I know that I know that I've been called to do this and to walk with Jesse as well. And I've been telling you that since the beginning, Jeff, you have Jesse, you have, but listen, um, you know, it's, it's, I've never wanted it to be about me. Uh, but I'm stepping up in my game a little bit more in this fight and, uh, you know, putting more and more time into it and getting more strategic and really, really carefully aiming our missiles, you might say, and really seeking the Lord's direction. And, and it's a huge responsibility, you know, to have, uh, you know, we've got about 50,000 followers now uh, on a regular basis, and that's a huge responsibility to not lead anyone astray. That's right. It is. So, Very big. And, and by the way, you help hold us accountable <laughs> as well. Uh, but please, please, please do not send me texts and ask me to re-explain a show. <laughs> Like, honestly, enough work goes putting on one show. I'm not doing personal shows for others. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I'm not Jesse's secretary. Jesse's now on Telegram, people. <laughs> oh, you're totally my secretary, Jeff. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll make it public. Jeff is my secretary. He just wants to deny the job. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my goodness. Lord, hold my tongue. <laughs> well, all right, Jeff. Well, let's get show into this, this word today. <laughs> Good morning to all the beautiful moderators and Jeff and Jesse. Glad to be here. Thank you for mentioning the moderators because our moderators are the best in the business. They are. Um, Absolutely. This is Saturday church. Thank you. Uh, 
Oh, hold on. What's this one? Heads up, world. No nuclear bomb on planet Earth. God changed the timeline for he heard our prayers. Well, I, I, I might I might come against you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's quick and easy. <laughs> well, yep. The fire's coming, just not yet. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the word, shall we? Jesse, um, how about I'm going to read the first uh, 10 or 11, and then I'll get you to finish it off, if you don't mind, and then we'll Sounds start great. breaking it down. This is a good one, folks. It is. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated from his glory. And he cried out with a mighty voice saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passion and her sexual immortality. And the kings of the earth have committed acts of sexual immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich from her excess and the wealth of her luxury. I heard another voice come from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive any of her plagues. For her sins have piled up as high as heaven. And God has remembered her offenses. Pay her back even as she has paid and give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup which she has mixed. Mix twice as much for her. To the extent that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, to the same extent give her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen and I'm not a widow, for you will never see mourning. For this reason, in one day, her plagues will come. Plagues and mourning and famine, and she'll be burned up with fire. For the Lord God, who judges her, is strong. Then the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared in her luxuries See the smoke of her burning. They will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand far off and cry. Woe, woe to you, great city, you mighty city of Babylon. In one hour your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stone, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood, and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cargoes of cinnamon and spice and incense, myrrh and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriage, and human beings sold as slaves. They will say, the fruit you longed for is gone from you. All your luxury and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. 
The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off, terrified at her torment. They will weep and mourn and cry out, Woe, woe to you, great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. In one hour, such great wealth has been brought to ruin. Every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors and all who earn their living from the sea will stand far off. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, Was there ever a city like that great city? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, Woe, woe to you, great city, where all who, sh who had ships on the sea became rich with her wealth. In one hour she has been brought to ruin. Rejoice over her, you heavens. Rejoice, you people of God. Rejoice, apostles and prophets, for God has judged her and the judgment she imposed on you. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such violence, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. The music of harpists and musicians, pipers and trumpers, will never be heard in you again. No worker of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of the bride and the bridegroom will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's important people, but your magic spell, or sorry, by your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of the prophets and of God's holy people, of all who had been slaughtered on the earth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In one hour, she is gone. An hour. So before we get going on dissecting uh, this chapter, I just want to ask you who are here with us live in the chat, and thank you for being here once again, uh, what is your opinion? Where is this city, the great Babylon, that's being talked about in Revelation? Type in your answer. I'm curious to see. And by the way, I don't know the answer for sure, but I think there's a lot of clues and there's a lot of clues that, and I'm going to point, I'll give you some additional reading. Uh, you might say, uh, we won't have time to get into it all here, but uh, I would recommend to you Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51. And what's important in Jeremiah is some of it is about the destruction of the old Babylon and some of it is yet to come about this Babylon, mm -hmm. which which are different things. Yeah. Uh, Jesse and I might disagree there. Uh, we but, might. <laughs> but, uh, oh, okay, we've got Babylon. Uh, old Babylon was in Iraq. That is true. Yep. We've got the New York Vatican. City. Oh, oh, people are looking at my picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they figured it out on their own. They didn't. Need to do that. Okay. Oh, these are interesting. Tim, Timbuktu. <laughs> right on, Brad. <laughs> I like that America. answer the best. <laughs> I heard it is America. Vatican and DC. Oh, wow. Rome. But right, right in two posts right in a row. That's very, very interesting. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're we're on the same page, a lot of us. All right. So sorry, go ahead, Jesse. I was just gonna say, well, I have several opinions. Um, it's not necessarily what I think. I'll just say that first, but um, it is interesting that uh, NORAD Dumb Military Base in Colorado, um, its code name was Babylon. And that dumb base is over 80 stories deep underground. And that was the one that they, they have prepped and prepared to literally be a backup Babylon if either of the other two locations fell or even as an extra Babylon. Um, so, you know, I know that the good guys got that base, so it'll be interesting to see what's currently happening with it. But Yeah, there, there's a lot of clues. And, and one of the strongest clues as well, uh, just you have to remember, so this is part of the, the seventh bull judgment of God's wrath, okay? And, and let's just review the timeline. So we have the tribulation, we have the plagues and stuff like that that are happening in the first uh, 1,240 uh, days, which, you know, three and a half years. Then the Antichrist rises, the mark of the beast becomes the official thing of the day. Uh, It's my interpretation of scripture that shortly after that, probably within 60 to 90 days, 30 to 90 days, I should say more correctly, uh, that the rapture will happen and then God pours out his wrath. That's all happening before Babylon. So we are not here when this happens, okay? It's the people that are left on earth. And we have to remember part of God's wrath. Like we've already had, uh, you know, hailstones that are 100 pounds <laughs> coming down. We've already had all the waters of the world turn to blood, essentially. We've already had mass wars and genocide and you know an army 200 million strong has taken out a lot of the world's population um we've had the earthquakes that have leveled most cities at this time okay so and then in revelation chapter uh 17 we noticed that it is not god who is going to destroy Babylon the Great. He has put it on their hearts, the kings of the earth, to take out Babylon. So he's using people to do this. Mm -hmm. Those things are evident. That is for sure. Uh, Okay, so this is one of my theories, and Kathy is coming up with it uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, Rome, Washington, D.C., and the city of London. That is uh, yeah. definitely one of my theories. <laughs> That's one of mine as well. <laughs> and so. and we're going to find evidence to support uh, these things as well. Yeah. I think, you know, the other thing that I believe as well, you know, is that it will highly involve the United States. But when you have some of these major cities taken out, Um, We have to remember that there's ley lines. So that's why I believe the Rome, Washington, and London is very plausible because you've got these connecting ley lines. Um, On the same ley line as the Vatican, you have um, Yellowstone National Park. 
And with the geysers there, if there was a back build of pressure that followed along that ley line, it could indeed send volcanic fire to the Vatican. So things like that, you know, it's very plausible if you look at the geography and the ley lines, uh, but that would also affect areas of Venezuela as well, it's particularly yeah. and Athens. Athens lies on that same ley line, um, that area too, with the Vatican. Yeah, I, and I think those are just reinforcements, Jesse. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get into the text here, and we'll start unpacking the clues as we go through it. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated from his glory. Now, just, just first of all, just get a mind picture of that. The earth is illuminated from this angel. This is one mighty angel, <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, the whole earth is illuminated. God's army's bigger. <laughs> I mean, just got to imagine that, you know, it's hard to fathom to think that there could be, you know, it'd be like this bright star, or bright light just coming down. But you, for that illumination, it, it means that there's just this glow, radiating glow with this angel. Very impressive thought. That lights up the whole earth. By the way, the earth is round. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. And don't get me going on that, people. <laughs> I'm telling you. We're not going to talk that theory today, Jeff. Just <laughs> the fall of Babylon theories. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay here. And he cried out with a mighty voice saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. So let's just see what we can find out of there. First of all, the angel saying fallen, fallen before it's fallen. So this yeah. is like a definitive statement. Well, it's a, it would be considered a proclamation or a declaration. You know, as messengers, angels were often sent ahead of time to proclaim what God's intended will was. So, you know, even when we see in the Old Testament, the other cities that fell like Sodom and Gomorrah um, and Tyre and uh, the other one, they, the Lord sent an angel or a couple angels before his destruction fell upon that city. So it was a, you know, a declaration, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm going to display my power and he's giving his judgments. Yeah, absolutely. And so what about she has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful Bird, I find this terminology very, very interesting that it's a prison. Yeah, and it's interesting too that you know, not only are the spiritual beings like demons and unclean spirits mentioned, but it also says unclean birds and unclean and detestable animals. So it shows that 
you know, things have become so, um, you know, I, I don't even know what the right word, unrighteous. Um, you know, I had to ask myself, why is God including animals in that judgment? And when I think through that, you know, I think back to Sodom and Gomorrah, how, you know, the crux of their destruction was because of the sexual immorality. So I believe that the Lord included the birds and the, the beasts here because of, you know, the wickedness men are, are engaging in with these animals, you know, not only to murder, to maim, but they also are using these animals in bestiality. Um, and, you know, in the experiments, the projects, um, you know, crossbreeding birds and beasts with humans. So I think it goes back to, you know, the Genesis 6 scripture where um, every inclination of the hearts were wicked and the Lord was seeing that. Yeah, and also with the uh, with the birds and these and these beasts, you have to remember, like you have to have a picture of what uh, the Earth looks like at this time. The cities are collapsed. There's been massive death already. You know these you know these hailstones of a hundred pounds are coming and taking out people like crazy. Whoever's left, and then there's these animals and these birds that are probably chewing on the flesh of the people, right? And yeah. you know it's. And and why is it a prison? Do you think that uh, airplanes are operating right now? <laughs> you know, like um, probably some of the probably God's taken out some of these uh, spiritual gates as well mm-hmm. and trapped them. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, and this is just speculation here, but you know, uh, it's a, it's just an opinion, and we'll we'll see. I, I'm not that confident in what I've said so far, but let's keep going. For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passion, of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed acts of sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich from the excessive wealth of her luxury. So let's just look at the very first part of uh, of number three here, Jesse. For all nations have fallen because of the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. And I think so. That's where, you know, that I think that's one of the supporting verses that even the stuff between, you know, the demons, the unclean spirits, the birds and the animal animals, I think that it goes to those sexual immoralities and that they're making wealth off of these things. Yeah, and when when I see that for all the nations have fallen, so it's it's what we call Western culture that has really made everyone fall. You know, listen when when the uh, the crazy uh, mullahs in in Iran say that you know uh, America is you know Satan is the great beast, uh, they're probably right. You know, in saying that, look, we have Hollywood. Uh, what is Hollywood? You know, they're, they're telling you they're casting spells upon the earth. And, and it's the Western cultures in particular that really make the wine and, you know, has it as really a big part 
you know, the booze, the things and the sexual immorality. Um, you look at uh, countries that don't have the Western culture and look how women dress, just that alone. And then look at, you know, Western culture and how they dress, you know, uh, certainly, you know. Yeah, I think there's a huge shift, though, because, I mean, just 20 years ago, those cultures didn't, the women didn't dress that way. You know, they kind of led in some of what became, you know, um, American or modernized dressed. So, you know, I think that some of that's part of, we'll just say the religious spirit that's happening or the oppression um, to women that's happening. I don't feel that that's, you know, these cultures have not always been kosher. (laughs) So. But there's really only one nation in the world that has spread this and they've spread it through TV and Mm -hmm. through our music. And, you know, uh, look, it started in the sixties, you know, uh, you know, probably in, in, you know, maybe even the late fifties when the bikini came out and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. And listen, now we have men dressing like women, women dressing like men. Uh, yeah. It's it's bad. <clears throat> but uh, and 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 where where it also is really interesting is the continuation of the verse here. And the merchants of the earth have become rich from the excess wealth of her luxury. What nation on earth consumes more consumer goods? than any other nation on earth. Yeah. America has become a, a culture of consumerism. Yeah. And, and you know, I would say the other countries under the crown, uh, the UK, you know, Australia to some extent, uh, you know, again, the Western culture is really the, the big buyers. But there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, the United States fits the bill here absolutely perfectly so far mm-hmm. yeah and i heard another voice from heaven saying come out of her my people so you will not participate in her sins and receive any of her plagues for her sins have piled up as high as heaven remember the tower of babel mm-hmm. and god has remembered her offenses so who's the angel talking to when he says, come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins. Yeah, if there are, you know, no Christians, if if we've been taken out before this, then he's talking to any remaining Israelites who, you know, technically all throughout scripture, the Lord says, you know, those are my people. So it'd be anybody who would be willing to repent and follow God. Yeah. Um, so I was meditating on this one a lot, and uh, and I don't disagree with you by any means, Jesse. But don't forget, the book of Revelation is given to us in advance so we know what is going to come. Mm-hmm. And... What I think, and this will feed to my my theory, which will uh, will come to towards the end. Um, but I think it's talking spiritually here, and it's saying, "Don't be a part of that world. Don't be a part of that. Set yourselves apart," because he's talking to his people, and we're his people. 
uh, and this book is a warning. So, you know, don't be part of Babylon. So I take it tangibly. So this is part of why, you know, I, I'll just be honest. Like I, I leave space to say, you know, I believe that we could be gone before this, but I really feel like that rapture is going to happen at the end where, you know, Christ comes on that horse on the field in Armageddon. And this is one of those passages again in the last books where of revelations where you have God speaking to his people. And, you know, so you think back to, again, what was a very similar story like this. You had Lot with Sodom and Gomorrah, where Lot was a righteous man. He was the only one, you know, that was crying out day and night for the sins of the people there in um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And because he cried out against that sin that was in the land, the Lord sent in the angels literally to retrieve him out of, of that city before it was destroyed. Um, so, you know, there's a part of me that believes that same thing is happening here that, you know, not all the Christians have been hunted or we'll say found and that there is still, you know, that remnant of believers that are here until those last days. And um, the Lord is saying to them, you know, that they will have to literally flee or leave um, Babylon before he destroys it. And this is the last call for them to pick up and head out of town before his judgments fall on there. Well, I certainly hope that you're wrong, Jesse, because I don't want to live through the wrath. <laughs> you know, it just, but listen, neither of us know for sure. Okay. We, we but, don't know for sure, but you know, Jeff, the way I look at it, you know, Moses and the Israelites lived through the wrath of God, you know, coming down upon Egypt. So I think certainly, you know, by the grace of God, we will have what we need to live through these times. If indeed the Lord has us go through them. Yeah. You know what? Those locusts kind of scare me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm just saying. I don't want to see that. see one of those in my house <laughs> or looking at me. <laughs> well, you won't because you'll be in darkness two thirds of the day, Jesse. And you can't Possibly. kill them. They're yeah. coated with armor. Their sting, you'll cry out, people will cry out for death, but you cannot find death. Oh, by the way, that might tie into Tuesday's show, Why You Can't Find Death. Just saying, <laughs> for those who are left, personally, I'm when he comes in the clouds, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my thumb out. <laughs> right. Yep. I'm hitching but a ride. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there's a plausibility, but that's a good, you know, it's a good question to ponder. Who are the, my people in these last books in the revelation? So. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, it's written as a warning for us, but it's also stating what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. um, we don't know. Um, you know, I, I study this. I, I looked at the, you know, read Jeremiah, you get a lot more clues, you know, in first Peter, there's some, uh, stuff, but 
we'll just take it at its word as a as a text right here. Yeah. So God has remembered her offenses. Pay her back even as she has paid. Give back to her double according to her deeds. In the cup which she has mixed, mix twice as much for her. And to the extent that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, luxuriously, to the same extent give her torment and mourning. For she says in her heart, I will sit as a queen and I am not a widow and will never see mourning. For this reason, in one day, her plagues will come. And we'll finish with the burning up in a second here. Well, I've been waiting to share something. You got to include that because then I can share what I want to share. Okay. Well, let's, uh, for this reason, in one day, her plagues will come. Plague and mourning and famine. She will be burned up with fire for the Lord God who judges her is strong. Yeah, so I wanted to bring out, you know, there's a, there's several prophets who have had very similar visions all um, in the 70s and 80s. The primary one um, was a Romanian pastor, Dimitri Dudeman, and um, he, you know, was highly persecuted by, um, we'll just say the, you know, those in the enemy's army that were ruling his country and the persecution of Christians was so strong there in the seventies that literally, you know, just for preaching the gospel and for, you know, bringing Bibles into Russia, he, he and his whole family were um, exiled after he had been in prison several times. Uh, finally, you know, his government literally walked him to and his family to the embassy and left them there and stood with guys with, you know, guns. And, you know, so they had no option but to come to America. Um, but he had, you know, this prophecy where the Lord, you know, the Lord even gave him the names of the states where it's going to start. But the Lord had told him that the enemy's army had, you know, tanks, missiles, weapons that they had hidden in underground places um, in very specific spots here in the United States. And the Lord said to him, you know, showed him the different states as they began burning. And it was like all of it happened within one day um, where, you know, it started and then he heard that verse and you know, in his vision, he saw state by state how, um, you know, literally it just started to burn. Now, this is the part of the second reason or, you know, one of the confirmations where I believe that there will be some Christians who will go through these times. When Dimitri had that that vision, he began to cry out and he said, you know, Lord, you know, what about the Christians in the land? What happens to them? And the Lord told him they shall walk through the fire without burning. So actually you just spurred a really interesting thought in my mind by saying that Jesse, uh, because I, I know we have different looks on this, but 
don't forget there's the 144,000 that are placed on the earth at this time and they go through the wrath of God. I can't imagine God letting us go through his wrath because he's not angry at us. Uh, he lets us go through the tribulation. Uh, and again, there's, there's, there's just a terminology thing. So um, I know everyone says tribulation is seven years. It's my opinion and just my opinion. doesn't mean I'm right. Uh, I'm really not that confident in it, but uh, I've been studying this pretty hard. And what I call the tribulation is actually three and a half years. And then God's wrath is the other three and a half years. So that's how I, I say it's actually at the end of the tribulation, uh, because that's when we get taken up, then there's God's wrath. So that's just the terminology that I use okay. in this, in the way I look at it. So, um, I don't think many, uh, I don't think a lot of people share that opinion. I'll be blunt about it, uh, but I'm not totally confident, but I'm pretty confident in my views on this. And yeah, at least I, I, have I agree that I believe that also that they're separated, that the tribulation is the period of time. And then you have the relationship where God is executing his wrath. And he's very clear, you know, he calls, he distinguishes those days um, in two different ways. First, he we have the day of the Lord, which he says is a very specific day. And there's a couple of different days of the Lord. You know, there's some that are good, good days that come after that are days of restoration and um, things like that. But um, there's a day of the Lord, you know, where his wrath is there. And then there's the day of his wrath. And so he distinguishes that as a very specific day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is a day here as well. In fact, the King James has an hour. Um, mm -hmm. and if, and by the way, there's some other things, again, I'm not going to read all of Jeremiah, um, because it's, it's two pretty long chapters to cover, yeah. but, uh, you know, it says like the, the, uh, because remember this is other nations attacking Babylon at this point. And it says there'll be like expert archers, and their arrows will not return void. So every arrow hits. And when you think of an arrow, what does that look like in today's time? Those are missiles. Yeah. Right? And missiles, you know, they're programmed, they're guided, they hit their targets. Absolutely. And, you know, I believe, you know, in the visions, it was specific countries. We're not going to name them now, but, um, you know, they're the the same ones we've been hearing about in the news that we've had issues with, with a certain party. So um, I, you know, believe that there is evidence that, you know, just as scripture or these prophets, um, these individuals who have received visions of these end times, you know, it all seems to confirm everything that we see happening now with the involvement of the countries and nations that they named uh, that the Lord had showed them. Well, I'll name them at least what I think they are, and I don't know uh, for sure, but uh, I think it's Persia and uh, and China. Yeah, China you know. and Russia is the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Russia is, is partly Persian from my understanding, but definitely. And what do we see happening in the news right now? Russia and China are making an alliance. Yep. Well, they already have. I mean, they signed... It was interesting because on February uh, 
uh, it was either the 14th or the 24th of 2020, they signed an alliance with the United States as well. And all three nations became republics. Yeah, that's right. All three nations did be, but right now they're actually signing a military treaty between uh, Russia and China. And I think it, a lot of it was spurred by what happened in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. So, and the kings of the earth who had committed acts of sexual immorality uh, and lived luxuriously with her will weep and mourn over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, whoa, whoa, the great city of Babylon, the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. How else could other nations take out someone like the United States in one hour? other than nukes. Yeah. Well, if they're skilled, <laughs> you know, Jeff, there are definitely other ways. I'll say, you know, when I was growing up in the system, um, at the highest levels, you don't use weapons. You know, even our protectors, our assassins, they don't use, you know, physical weapons their weapons are usually forms of witchcraft and sorcery and different things like that. So, you know, I, I think sometimes that's more powerful than where our mind goes to the physical weapons automatically. But I think that there's things that, that are far more powerful than any physical weapon, even nukes or things like that. So, well, yeah, listen, that that's a strong possibility. And you got to remember in uh, in the last chapter, again, God put it on man's heart to turn. So it's a spiritual thing. Um, and it could be good. God could be using his, you know, people to send their witchy, witchy spells and getting someone to push a button even, right? Like, yeah. we don't know how it'll play out. But, uh, uh, you know, and it talks about the winds and stuff like that that come and take out, you know, there's, it just, everything is pointing to me to a nuclear attack. I've never seen a, a spiritual weapon, but um, we know that they're there. There, I have no doubt in the truth in what you've said, Jesse. Absolutely. Okay. Now, now this is this is really interesting. This next part here, and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargo anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're, they're, it's not only humanity, you know, it's like, darn, they, they had a standing PO with me. Right. I mean, you, you just got to think like their mind is still, you know, what does it say in, in uh, Timothy, you know, that the lawless generation, they love pleasure, self and money more than they love God. So this shows, you know, they're not mourning because of the sin or the destruction or, or the wrath of God. You, you know, they're mourning because nobody's going to buy their products and they're losing their income. And you're like, this is the end of the world. Do you not get yet that none of this stuff is going to leave the earth? Uh, you don't get to take it with you. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> So I just thinking, you know, because we have the 
the thing going on with a hokey pokey right now. And, you know, maybe, maybe they won't be able to afford their upgrade. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> people are being upgraded like an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I can't afford my jabby jabber. <laughs> How am I supposed to buy immortality? I can't buy it. <laughs> But it's sad to think that people's minds would be on those thoughts, you know, instead of the reality that, you know, but, you know, it just, I keep going back to Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, as I, I read those chapters in that story, the thing that stuck out to me, you know, at one point it's like, you know, these men in the city are pounding on Lot's door demanding that he hand over the angels so that they can have intercourse with them. And the angels strike them with blindness. Now, any normal person who all of a sudden got struck with blindness, you're going to be like, whoa, what's going on, right? And fear should be your natural reaction, and it should cause you to stop what you're doing. But it says that they don't. Like, they didn't even stop. Like, they started grappling on the ground to find their way to the door. They were so intent on that evil desire and pleasure. And so, you know, as I read these verses in Revelation, that's exactly what it makes me think of is that they are so intent on their sin, like committing their sin, that they give no thought to what is actually happening. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we really should laugh, but in some it, ways, I mean, you got to because it's just so horrific, you know, that the ridiculousness of it when you think about what actually they're doing and thinking. So just putting it into the modern vernacular, <laughs> I'm going to regret saying this. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm blind, but I just took a blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jeff, I'm going to remind you for the sake of the women, this is the Sunday service. <laughs> but on a side note, that was very good. <laughs> All right, back to scripture. <laughs> Stones and pearls, fine linen, purps, purple, silk, and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, Every article of ivory and every article made from a very valuable wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, in, incense, perfume, frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, and cargo of horses, carriages, slaves, and human lives. The fruit you long for has left you, and all of those luxury, luxurious and splendid you have passed away from your people you will no longer find them so notice the part that that says slaves and human lives and they're and he's mentioning it as cargo yeah essentially as commodity there's a lot with the with the human trafficking that's huge and this isn't the only verse that's brought out in um you know, there's several other scriptural passages that bring out where we'll just say the trade in human slavery, especially for for sexual use, um, is brought or named as one of the crimes against Israel and Judah. 
that they sold their sons and daughters to the other nations. And and remember, in the context of this chapter here, uh, the kings, even who are not in Babylon, have got drunk off of this wine. Uh, how do you get to power these days? Right? Yeah. It's all of these things. And what is it? And when you, it seems that people get rewarded financially very handsomely for engaging in these horrific things that are going along. So I think it's specifically talking about the relationship with those things here. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, there was something else I wanted to say about that. Um, you know, I guess I'm going to wait on that. Go ahead, Jeff. We'll keep going with this. Okay. The merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand at a distance of the fear of her torment, weeping and mourning. Whoa, whoa, the great city. She was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and adorned with gold, precious stones and pearls. For in one hour, such great wealth has been laid to waste. So again, it's like, not all these people are gone. Not a not a hundred million people or two hundred million people have just been incinerated. But man, all that money. Yeah, well, it's the things that brought them money. You know, they're entangled with these non-living items. You know, the luxuries, the pleasure, the delighting in those things. Uh, the use of those things for their own pleasure, their own personal gain. Yeah. And and what I found really interesting here is, again, you got to remember, cities have been desolated. The sea has been turned to blood. The, the fresh water has been turned to blood at this point in history. But yet, you know, people are still trying to stay alive. So there's still ships going. There's still things like that. And it says here... Um, and every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor who all make their living by the sea stood at a distance and were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, what city is like this great city? And they threw dust on their heads and were crying and weeping and mourning, saying, whoa, whoa, the great city in which all who had ships at sea became rich from her prosperity, for in one hour she has been laid waste <laughs> so again it's just more it's just the money mm -hmm. so the the reason i'm pointing these things out is it's giving me giving clues out to to why i'm going to suggest what uh what i alluded to at the beginning of the program mm -hmm. yeah go ahead jeff rejoice over her oh heaven and you saints and you apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment against her. So now he's saying to us, hey, God deserves a round of clap for this one. <laughs> you know, look at that. Look what he did. Look what he made people do. And we're up yeah. there and we're, we're like, yeah, that's far out, man. <laughs> yeah. Finally, the Lord is letting his arm, the strength of his arm be seen. And his mighty power, finally, the time for judgment has come. I think it's, you know, that validation that finally his his vengeance, his wrath 
his justice is his righteousness are coming forward and, and we're seeing it in a tangible way. And we've been crying out for justice for how many years, right? Yeah. Um, and now we're seeing everything happen. We've watched, you know, these six other judgments of God's wrath come down. Um, and this is just the beginning here because, uh, you know, Armageddon's next chapter. This is, uh, that's right. and that that's the finality, uh, really. <laughs> so then a strong angel picked up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea saying, so with Babylon, the great city be thrown down with violence and will never be found again. And the sound of the harpists, the musicians, the flute players, the trumpeteers will never be heard in you again. And no craftsman of any craft will ever be found in you again. The sound of a mill will never be heard in you again, and the light of a lamp will never shine in you again, and the voice of the groom and the bride will never be heard in you again, for your merchants were powerful people on earth, because all the nations were deceived by your witchcraft. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and all who have been slaughtered on the earth. <clears throat> so I read that in the entirety because there's just a lot there and it all ties in together. Mm -hmm. Where does the music of the world come from? Well, Jeff, that's your specialty, your experts. Well, I would say primarily from the United States, but it comes from Western culture. Listen, uh, Indian music, Chinese music hasn't made it around the world. Western culture music has made it around the world. It's very true. So again, this is this is the West, the judgment on the West. Mm -hmm. And don't worry, the judgment on the East is coming next chapter. <laughs> God does not forget any quadrants. No, no, they're all freaking out. Yeah. So all the musicians and, and the craftsmanship and the uh, sawmill and the light of her lamp. So, you know, they're, they're saying that the, uh, the United States is the shiny lamp on the hill, right? It's the shiny city on the hill and it's never to be seen again. If it is indeed the United States is part of this. I think pretty clearly it is. If if we're in end days, if we're not in end days, look, time changes, empires change, you know, uh, but if we're in end days, which I, I think we are, this is, this is the United States in the West. Yeah, I, I believe we are in the last days as well. And your merchants were powerful people on earth because all the nations were deceived by your witchcraft. So think of where the biggest corporations on earth are. They're based in the United States. Well, you have all the nations have come here to set up their corporations in certain spots, but you also have certain areas around the world where, you know, you've got these big corporations as well. Oh, oh for sure. But the biggest ones, let, let's listen, it's mm -hmm. Google, it's Facebook, it's Apple, it's, you know, all of these, like, they're the most power. We've never had more powerful companies on earth. They're stronger than governments. They make more money 
than the governments. By the way, governments aren't supposed to make money. Just <laughs> we'll save that discussion for another time. Right. And your merchants were the most powerful people on earth. Um, can I got to be careful here, but uh, could algorithms change selections or change people's minds? Could mass media have an impact on things like that? Uh, you know, could it give you the illusion of choice, perhaps? Very, very plausible. And when it says, because all of the nations were deceived by your witchcraft, to me, that only speaks of Hollywood. Yeah. There, there's no other place on earth that is sending out spells around the world like this. Yeah, and I agree with that. You know, as if you're trying to pinpoint one location or one specific spot. Yeah, well, it goes out around the world and you know, again, when we when we look at this, we look at it from the world we live in right now and you know, this was written 2000 years ago, obviously, or just less than 2000 years ago, but um you know, John's trying to describe things that he saw. And at that time they didn't have the words to describe yeah. what he saw, but he saw witchcraft, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, how else does the witchcraft go around the world? Well, it could be just, you know, a witch's coven, I suppose, you know, uh, but right. I think this was talking because it's all around the world. Um, how many houses in the world have a TV? Mm -hmm. You know, where does the programming come from? Right. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and all who have been slaughtered on earth. The, the other thought too, Jeff, is that, you know, if it is specifically speaking to, you know, connections with the Vatican to the Jesuit Catholic Church and the church itself, that, um, you know, everywhere around the world, there are those churches that have been built that, you know, are not houses of God, uh, but be have become houses of sin, you know, and who's been coordinating a lot of the trafficking and um, the different things for the system, you know, even to the point of, you know, encouraging family life and things like that um you know while they encourage their parishioners to live one way you know are these priests and those at the in the vatican involved with you know with what's happening in los angeles with hollywood disney uh the military all of that so it could be either or or both it could be. All right. Now that you've heard the evidence, I want you to start typing in again. If you've changed your mind, uh, where is Babylon? And we'll just refresh a little bit on the clues. So going back to chapter 17, uh, I think it was pretty obvious and Jesse and I were in agreement that, uh, the whore of Babylon was sitting in the Vatican. Mm -hmm. The city with seven hills around it and stuff like that. 
And then we think of, you know, the culture and the culture that uh, has come out, the movies, the music, uh, things like that, that all of the world has drunken from makes me think of the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just looking for some answers here as we go through. Yep. So far, some of the same, you know, California, Hollywood, Rome, the Vatican. Yeah. Then, so what I think is, is Babylon isn't as much of a physical place, although it is a physical place because Babylon dies, but I, it's my thoughts that Babylon is a system. And because there's so much about uh, the merchants were crying over this, not over the people, that I think it's the the power center of the world at this point in time. And you got to remember, other people are taking it down. So we named those countries from the north and stuff like that. There's definitely uh, in Jeremiah points to countries from the north. And so we think, you know, Russia, China, uh, probably Iran has something to do with it as well. But I think it's the existing mammon system uh, and the power centers of the world. So I think it's exactly the Vatican, London, or England, and the United States. Maybe throw in the Netherlands for for good gas. <laughs> but essentially, the Western the Western countries. Yeah, I think. I think the Western countries are, are gone. Mm -hmm. Not just three cities. I think it's the countries, you know, yeah. there's, they're at the shores and they're seeing it burn. That's not just a city folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, Jeff. I think that it's going to be pretty expansive. I, you know, also believe it's going to start along some of those coastlines. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, go inward. But I think it, you're going to have the coastlines plus in the middle of the country so that, you know, people are forced to flee. You know, they're not allowed to remain in any area in that land and live. Well, if you think about the nuclear wind, so the bomb goes off, but then it's the wind that goes out and obviously it's filled with radiation and stuff like that. It's going to knock over anything that's left, uh, you know, it's just complete annihilation and then the air is gone and everything else. like there, there's no surviving this maybe in a bunker, but I think that, uh, that God's other, uh, you know, bowls of judgment have already gotten into the bunkers because you know, you really yeah. can't hide from God. Well, and if it, it starts at the coastlands and everything, you know, with those, if you think about how those work with that, uh, radiation wind, you actually have a point where they call it kind of like, it's like the, the suck and then the back, the backlash wind. And if all of them were on the outside of Northern America or these areas, it's almost going to be like the circle that sucks inward yeah. into a center bowl area and everything, you know, is just going to, there's going to be like this outward destruction that goes inward, almost like a black hole and everything's going to be sucked inward. Yeah. 
Look, it, it's devastating, but you know, um, considering what you know the people uh, have been through with those other judgments of God's wrath, um, look to go out in an hour might not be a bad thing at that point in time. Just an saying, hour, an hour can be very long when you're experiencing trauma, Jeff. <laughs> well, uh, yes, that's true. Uh, but you know, I think I think it's an hour to, to make the whole thing complete. I think if it, if a bomb is dropped on you, you're not lasting an hour. If it is a bomb, um, you're right. gone instantly. But uh, it takes the whole the whole operation, all of Babylon and the Babylon system is gone within one hour. Yeah. So that's my thoughts and Jesse's thoughts. Tell us what you think. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Get Put it, it in the chat and continue to leave it in the comments, please. Rome from Brad, California and Hollywood from Judy. I agree. It feels like it's the dark cabal. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. LA, we have <laughs> still thinking America. Yeah. New York and California, those are my first inclinations. I got to be honest. Let's see what Reverend Joe says. We live near the inlet. Our friends, water is near Lake George. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I see a thing in there, a question about you know, isn't an hour like a day or sometimes scripture says an hour to the Lord is like a year or a thousand years. But I think here it's going to be a literal hour. Yeah. Um, there's no way to do a long spread out. I think with the way that this passage in Revelations is describing things, it's immediate, cut and dry destruction, you know, to the uttermost um you know, it doesn't seem like it's alluding to it's going to be a long period of time. Right. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think it's it's literal here. So uh, Catherine has a great question. So where does the millennium fit in after all this destruction? Well, it fits in the last two chapters of the book. <laughs> so tune in <laughs> next Sunday and the following Sunday. Or actually, no, the last two chapters are still a couple Sundays out, huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next week is Armageddon. But, uh, okay, spoiler alert, because it's already been written down. Uh, what, af after this earth has been completely destroyed and everything that man has done, God's kingdom literally comes down from heaven and sits on the earth. So they're building it right now, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting thought, isn't it? <laughs> well, the, the God's word says that. You know, they're building it. it it's it's being built. It's, a, you know, God uh, has mansions with many rooms for you, right? He would yeah. not have told us if that was not the case. Absolutely, he does. I think it's going to be pretty amazing, you know. Very amazing. Yeah. Well, this has been, well, it, it's it's a fun chapter. It's fun to speculate. It's fun to have with God, you know, it, to take apart God's word and to study it. And uh, look, we don't know all. I think if we, uh, we continue to study, we continue to press in, God will give us more revelation uh, because really um, the depth of this is so deep. 
li literally we could study this one chapter for a year and not have all the answers from it right. uh if not longer than a year so <laughs> it's amazing um hey just uh before we go i want to remind you guys look we've got this new saturday night lineup and we're thankful because it's it's you it's saturday night has come from the sos army you might say it's come from you know fellow fellow family members here uh, we're in this together and uh if you have an idea or something like that look we're not promising everyone gets on the air that'd be crazy we can't do that of course uh but we're open to it as well and uh we really do want to lift up and uh so, you know, the Saturday night prayer, uh, it's going to be every Saturday, 8 p.m. Uh, is going to be the time. Uh, that's Eastern Standard Time, New York time, of course, uh, 8 p.m. And right before that, we're going to have uh, Pastor Joe uh, doing the Saturday night sermons um, for a little while. And, you know, uh, there's really, really great stuff on the horizon. And... I'm just going to give a clue. I'm not going to give, but I have a very special program with some military intelligence planned, but it cannot be done on video. So uh, this is not confirmed yet, but I expect either starting next week or the week after, there's going to be a Podbean exclusive show. It's just going to be audio. And they'll be regular and they'll be based on very, very deep intelligence. So if you're not subscribed to Podbean, it's right on radio.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, right on radio.podbean.com and subscribe to us. And by the way, you should subscribe to us already because even this channel too has gotten its first warning and a couple videos have already been taken down. So they're on to you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that encouragement jeff <laughs> uh yeah so uh yeah i guess that that's all the announcements we needed to make today oh we should mention uh we put out a very short 45 second video uh yesterday but if you have uh purchased jesse's course there is a new video up now and uh and it's absolutely included so just go and uh Watch that video at your leisure. I think you're going to find it's pretty good. Thank you. And we just want to say, everybody, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your family. And before we go, uh, hit that like button. Please, 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 please. It takes no effort. Just go bang. Hit the like button. It costs you nothing. Right? It costs you nothing. So hit the like button. And if you have not gone to, we're probably going to stop uh, saying this before uh, Christmas, just because we kind of get into some different things. But uh, if you have not gone to my Liberty stand, just go and read the page and decide whether you want to, uh, to put your name down there and have one of your fellow right on radio listeners contact you and uh, stop giving your money to these evil corporations. And you can work with a patriotic uh, company, family owned products that are not harmful to you. They're good for your people. Love the products, Jesse. People love I the do. products. I ordered three times last month. Uh, 
I'm trying to not to make shampoo comments, Jeff, but you know, I saw people conspiring. I'll just say I don't need an overabundant supply. <laughs> so, but yes, I love the shampoo. <laughs> and the, the toothpaste and there's all kinds of stuff. The energy bars, um, there's a lot of weight loss things. Uh, there's just, a, a, you know, and the, and the cleaners, like there's a, a, all the stuff that you're already using at home, same price. It's just better stuff patriotic made it's stuff you buy every single month so you know take a look at it it's worthwhile i'm glad i did well we've my family's been using it for five years now so yeah. it's a it's a really great thing and don't forget you can always give the gift of right on merch.com oh, i'm sorry i shouldn't have done, i didn't i don't like doing commercials on sunday so i take that one back but it is there. <laughs> All right. So final words, Jesse, or should I just wrap this thing up? Go ahead and wrap it up. Well, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community by joining our prayer group next Saturday.